When I was in seventh grade, I attended my very first youth group Bible study. I remember my parents dropped me off, and I walked inside into the gym, and everybody was already there hanging out. And about half an hour later, our youth director, Ben, he, uh, he yelled out to everybody in the room, it's time to go to the youth room. Don't forget your Bibles. I panicked because as I looked around the room, everybody had brought a Bible except, can you guess, me. I had not brought a Bible. And there was a part of me that was embarrassed. There was a part of me that um, uh, was worried. I didn't want anybody to know that I didn't have a Bible. So I came up with a plan. I told the youth director that I was going to run to the restroom really quick before I met everybody else in the youth room. Now, the bathroom was on one end of the hallway, all the way at the end. And the youth room, you had to walk down all the way across that hallway to the other end, down some stairs into the basement. So I, I told him that I was going to do that. But instead of going to the bathroom, I waited for everybody to go downstairs. And I started opening, uh, trying to open every single classroom on that main level to see if there was a door that was open so that I could find a Bible inside of that classroom. And it worked. I found one. It was actually this Bible that I have in my hands right now that I've had since I was in seventh grade. It was, uh, uh, the, the classroom was open. I grabbed the Bible, and I went downstairs to the youth room. And I figured all my problems are taken care of. But they weren't. They were just beginning. So uh, when I got to the youth room, when I got downstairs, our youth director told us to open up our Bible. I, I don't remember where he told us to open up to. I'm pretty sure it was one of the Gospels. But he said, uh, open up to this page uh, or to this book. And I had no clue where to turn to. Again, I had never opened up a Bible. I didn't even own one. And I was, I was really confused. I was really worried. But I was afraid to ask any questions. So I just looked around at the room. And I waited for people to start turning to a certain part of the Bible. And I started uh, flipping over. And I've got to tell you, that day, I was uh, surprised to find out that all Bibles don't have the same page numbers, that they're all different. Uh, so I was, I was really confused that day, needless to say. So finally, I found the, the, the book that I was looking for. I found the, the chapter and the verse number, and I thought I was ready to go. And then my youth director started reading from it, and the words that he was reading didn't match up with my Bible. And I was really confused at this point because how, how did they not match up? And really, I started thinking, maybe I'm in the wrong place. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong section. Maybe I shouldn't even be here. You see, I was too scared to ask any questions that day. So I just pretended to follow along. But let's be honest. Pretending to follow along isn't really fun, is it? Maybe you feel the same way. Maybe you have a lot of questions about Christianity and the Bible and about God, but you are too afraid to ask questions because maybe you've heard your whole life that Christians aren't supposed to ask any questions. We just believe what we read or are told, right? But let me tell you, if you think asking questions is not a Christian thing to do, then you have fallen for a big lie because all throughout Scripture, questions are being asked. After God makes a covenant with Abraham, Abraham asks, how am I to know that I shall possess it? After God tells Moses to return to Egypt to get the people out of slavery, Moses asks, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? When Mary finds out that she will give birth to Jesus, she asks the question, how can this be for I am just a virgin? People all throughout scripture, all throughout the Bible are asking questions which means that if they ask questions, then we too get to ask questions so that we can better understand the Bible, what's in it, and really to deepen our relationship with God. Now, before I go any further, let me explain a little bit about our understanding of the Bible. 
First and foremost, in the United Methodist Church, we believe that Scripture contains all things necessary for salvation. In other words, the Bible contains everything we need to know in order to be made whole and reconciled to God. We also believe that the Holy Spirit works in us as we study the Bible, especially when trying to relate our present realities to, those, uh, uh, to, to, the, to the realities of those who wrote the Bible. We, we have to remember, friends, that first-century Christians lived, a completely, uh, lived in a completely different world than we, did, uh, than we do in the U.S. today. And, uh, you know, the Israelites in the Old Testament lived in a completely different world than we do today as well. This means that we have to interpret Scripture in light of its context, its history, its setting, all of that stuff. There is so much more that I can say about what we believe about Scripture, but for now I just want you to remember these two things. We believe that the Bible contains all things necessary for salvation, and through that, uh, through the Holy Spirit, we come to understand what those things are, what those things necessary for salvation are. Now look, like I said, I am oversimplifying this, but here's the gist of what I want you to understand. What we find in this book, what we find in our Bibles, is very important. We read it every week in worship. You hear me interpret it through my sermons and, and, and my devotionals. It, it forms the background for our music and our prayers. It's even central to our small group curriculum. You might even read it on your own sometimes. See, what we find in the Bible is so important. But here's what my seventh grade experience taught me. If I don't ask questions, I will never really know. If I don't ask questions about Scripture and what's in it, I'm never going to deepen my relationship with God. But, but there is a caveat. I have been studying the Bible since I was in seventh grade, when I went to that Bible study. I have an undergraduate degree in religion, and I have been to seminary where I got a Master's of Divinity, and I spent four years studying Scripture. I have worked in a church since 2006 which means that it's very important for me to study the Bible. And I spend a lot of time studying the Bible. And you know what? I still have a lot of questions. I still open up my Bible and, and, and have questions about its context and what it means and does it really say what I think it says. And, and I have questions about the original language and I have, I have so many questions. There are still days when I have to look at the table of contents to find the, the scripture that I'm looking for. I still have questions of this book, even after years and years and years of studying. See, the questions will never go away. But the more questions we ask, the more we invite the Holy Spirit to, to uh, help us wrestle with this scripture. And the, and the more we do that, the closer we will draw to God. And look, the closer we draw to God, the, the more we, we really begin to wrestle with our scripture, the more we begin to live differently, the more we begin to experience peace and grace and love in a way that we never thought possible. So friends, for these next six weeks, we're going to be asking difficult questions of the Bible. We're going to interrogate our scriptures together. And I'm going to be inviting some clergy friends of mine to have a conversation with me about these questions and these different topics. And my hope through this series is not to convince you to think like me or my friends. My hope is that you will begin to ask questions of your own. And that, and that because of that, you will invite the Holy Spirit to move within you as you read through the Bible, on your own, in your small groups, and in your communities. Friends, these next six weeks, we're going we're gonna to interrogate our Bibles. We're going to ask questions. We're going we're gonna, to um, dive into uh, difficult questions. 
talking about science and sexuality and uh, does the Bible, because it's in the Bible, does it make it true? We're going to go on a fun journey these next six weeks. And like I said, at the end of the day, my goal is not to get you to think like me. It's to get you to ask questions. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks. I give you thanks for the freedom that you gave so many people throughout Scripture to ask questions, to try to understand you a little bit more and and how you are moving in people's lives. God, those questions have been asked for years. And so, God, I pray that for these next six weeks, we may give ourselves permission and the freedom to ask any questions we have. Because, God, we have questions, a lot of them. God, I pray that as we ask those questions, we may find that we are uh, getting closer and closer to you, that our relationship with you is deepening every single day. God, I give you thanks, and I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. Amen.